Hello, 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 people. This is Vinay, your host of the Shiny Happy People podcast. Welcome to all our new listeners. And for those of you who are joining us back for another episode, welcome back. And a big thank you to your continued listening and for supporting us. Do spread the word about this podcast. Let others know. We've got very interesting guests coming up over the next couple of months. Uh, even more exciting topics that we're going to be covering. I hope everybody's continuing to stay okay out here in uh, India, in Bangalore. We've, schools have started, traffic is back up, and what the city used to be famous for, terrible traffic, one of the things that we were famous for, seems to have picked up again, and I was stuck in a traffic jam after a long, long time. Felt kind of weird, but I must say, I had a lot more patience than I used to before. In fact, there was a bit of a nostalgic moment being stuck in traffic, if you can believe that. Let's see how long that lasts. So today, our guest for the podcast is someone that I happened to meet on social media in a platform called Clubhouse. And if you're not on Clubhouse, you definitely should get on it. It's a really cool audio-only social platform. It's sort of like listening to uh, live radio shows all the time and having conversations, some really cool rooms. And our guest is somebody I met over there. So our, our guest is um, Shevon Hassan. She, we did a call. I was obviously in Bangalore and she was in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. She's a transformational coach, a speaker, a facilitator, and really a strong advocate of mental health and also about creating safe spaces. Very similar journey to mine in terms of work experience, etc. Uh, the big difference is she worked a lot in the HR, people development and talent space. And just before the pandemic, stepped out into becoming a consultant. And, and what I really respect and admire about Siobhan is uh, as I've gotten to know her over the last few months is every time I've spoken with her either on Zoom or in Clubhouse or uh, we've sort of co-moderated rooms together she really does practice what she preaches amazing listener she really is brilliant at capturing notes and summarizing a conversation uh, I haven't seen anybody do that with that degree of skill and detail like she does so it's a really fun conversation. So stay tuned, folks. We will get into this conversation right after this. Okay, so we have Siobhan. Siobhan Hassan. 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 How do I say it, Siobhan? Hassan. Hassan. Hello, Vinay. Okay. Hi, Great being here. <laughs> welcome to the podcast. This is so cool. So Siobhan, you and I, we've known each other for a couple of months now. Thanks to the pandemic, we met on social media in Clubhouse and instant connection, I hope, at least from my side. Uh, absolutely. But, yes, Vinay. Yeah, yeah, it was instant on Clubhouse. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and very, very similar parts. You started your career in the HR talent space and then 
ended up becoming freelancers. I, I want to hear a little bit more. Let's let's discover the chronology of Siobhan. How did you end up where you are today? Oh, wow. I like the sound of that book, The Chronology of Siobhan's Journey. That could be the title of a book. Huh. Yes, it is. <laughs> so uh, it, it's great being here. Thank you so much for having me, Vinay. Um, so I actually started out as a call center agent in the contact center industry. That's truly how my uh, journey began. And then I found my way into quality assurance, um, in training, learning and development. And I started to really enjoy it because it hang on, involved... Hang on, hang on. I'm going to interrupt. So are you the person that uh, whenever we call, whenever we get these call centers, we get this message, this call may be recorded for quality purposes. Were you that person? Well, that's for voiceovers. I, I do voiceovers as well. So ah. for call centers, for example, it would be something like, um, I'll give you an example. Welcome to Shiny Happy People. This is Siobhan. How can I help you today? <laughs> so you were answering then those calls, I was right? answering calls from different countries. Um, and then I moved into quality assurance um, and training. And one of the things I discovered when I, was an, when, when I was a call center agent or a call center executive, as we called ourselves back then, was that um, I felt that I, I gave a lot of tips to people like, hey, this is, you know, try this. This is what you could say on calls to get the customer to say this, do this, agree to this and things like that. Um, and that's really how I found my way in quality assurance. And then um, I moved to training, learning and development. And over the years, I tried to pull myself away from it because I didn't want to limit myself to learning and development. So I went back into operations and somehow I just kept getting pulled back into learning and development. I would either be requested to come back or I would just, there would be an opening or an opportunity that I just couldn't say no to. Yeah. And, and from what I know you know of you in the last few months, you're definitely a people person. So you're very, very passionate about people. So it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I, I, I am. I am. And um and then I discovered the beauty of talent development, talent management. Um, and that's where I first discovered uh, leadership coaching. And I explored all these areas. So the functions that I mentioned are within HR. And then I stayed within there for at least 11 years. And wow. I enjoyed myself. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. And I enjoyed myself. Um, and I discovered the difference between training, the difference between facilitation. Um, and... As I kept uh, working, my friends used to tell me in conversations, hey, Siobhan, why not be a life coach? And I used to ask them, like, what? Why? No, I'm good. I'm fine. I love my job. I love my job. And I never really used to think about it because if I'm being really truthful, Vinay, um, I was afraid to venture out of my comfort zone. That, that's the honest truth. But, but as a learning professional, you were trying to get everybody else out of their comfort zone. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, exactly. I know, I know. I've been there. Yeah. So um, I, I used to tell my friends and my loved ones, like, no, nah, I love what I'm doing, which which I did. Um, until two years ago, I was self-reflecting and I told myself, hey, Siobhan, um, how long are you going to keep just thinking about it and dreaming about it? When are you actually going to give it your all to discover if you can do it and if you would enjoy it? Hmm. 
And that's when the journey of my freelance uh, discovery and exploration began. I know. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I know you and I have talked about this in the past. Your timing into going independent was just <laughs> pre-pandemic, right? Wow. Uh, I'm sure you were thinking, eh, why was I not warned about this? <laughs> right. In more polite words, yes, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yes, I, I know. I, I'm sure there were much more interesting choice words that yeah. were used when that happened. So I actually so, even saw it potentially as a sign that I wasn't meant to do it. Like may, maybe this is telling me that I shouldn't be doing freelancing, that I need uh, to go back to a full-time job. Were you tempted but, though? Just out of curiosity, were you tempted to go back and look for a full-time job? Initially, yes, because... On hindsight, now that I'm speaking on hindsight, um, because it was more familiar and I knew what to do. Um, there was the stability of a monthly salary um, at the end of the month and I, everything was familiar. So I was extremely tempted, but I needed to give it my best to know if I really would enjoy it and if I would stick to it and if I would really be good at it. Mm, yeah. Uh, and I know one thing that I've gotten to know something you're very passionate about is about creating safe spaces, focusing on mental health and all of that stuff. Right. So I mm -hmm. want to come back to that. But sure. I'm very curious. I mean, uh, we didn't deep dive last time we spoke. So you went freelance, the pandemic hit. Uh, we all went into lockdown. You're in Malaysia. So you had something that's a great acronym, which only Malaysia uses. MCO, mm -hmm. uh, very unique. It's correct me if I'm wrong. It's movement control orders, correct? That's right. Yes. Yeah, that just sounds so nice <laughs> and scientific. But it in India we made it very simple. We just called it a lockdown, <laughs> right? Concise uh, to the point. <laughs> yes. Uh, how did you cope? How did you um, manage? Because well, I'm, I'm guessing did work dry up completely. Uh, what, what was your journey in the first six seven months of that? Oh, I, I, I would say in the first eight months, um, it was really, really tough. I'm laughing now. I'm smiling now. But back then, uh, it wasn't all laughter and smiles. Um, when I first started, because I needed to create that visibility for myself uh, as a freelancer, because I've only ever been in a corporate space. So I'm known for the things that I do in the corporate state space within uh, organizations that I was working with. And so now I needed to create visibility on my own for myself, something I had never done before and something that scared the heck out of me um, mm. for fear of judgment, right? What will people think? Like, oh my gosh, am I doing this right? Am I not? You're, you're a coach. You're supposed to know this. All, all these narratives going on in my head. And um, the initial part when the lockdown happened, I took it for granted that ah, it's, it's probably just going to be for a month. We'll be fine. And then two months go by and I thought, okay, two months, I'm so fine. Um, and the reason, one of the reasons why I was quite comfortable in that space was also because um, at that point, I was financially stable. Right. I had my savings. Yeah, yeah. We, we all dipped into our savings. For sure. Exactly. Yeah. And then as time went by, um, I needed to dip into my final line of savings that's when it was a real reality check for me. And I started looking out for part-time jobs, full-time jobs, any kind of jobs, while still creating that visibility for me. Mm. Yeah. 
So that has been my journey. And I didn't want to give up on still trying to do this freelance, but I didn't want to close the door on any opportunity because I needed an income to survive, to live. Right. So that's why it comes back to the other thing. I'm, I'm sure there would have been temptation just to go back and take a full-time job, right? And, Absolutely. Uh, and I'm sure you know as well, uh, both of us know quite a few people who did that. Uh, and they took whatever jobs were available, not That's necessarily right, yeah. the ideal one. And completely understandable because every single one of us has our own context to deal with. That's right. So how did you keep yourself motivated? How, I, I know you stuck the course, obviously, because mm-hmm. you're doing well today. You're, you're Touch wood, thank you. Touch wood, touch wood, <laughs> touching yeah. my dining table, which is made of complete solid wood. Same here, my study table here. Um, but how did you keep yourself motivated? What, did you have um, a coach as a coach yourself? Did you have a coach? Yes, I do. Um, I, I do have a coach. I can reach. I have a couple of coaches I can reach out to. Um, I, I don't have regular sessions, but I do reach out to them when I do need um, to be coached myself to get right. unstuck and to get yeah. out of my own um, cycle of narratives. Yeah. So, so how yeah, did you I'm, keep yourself motivated and stay, stay the course? What, what was going through your head? I'm actually quite a homebody as I, I, I thrive when I'm around people and when people are not around, I'm happy doing my thing, um, playing with my pets. So I have pets at home. Um, I started nurturing plants. I became one of those happy plant people. Yeah. There were a, a lot of them during the pandemic. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, and um, I would do home workouts. I would read. I created my own routine during that time. So from Mondays to Fridays, I would create my own routine. And then on weekends, I would do my own thing. So I created that for myself. And that's one of the things that helped me uh, keep going. Um, I kept uh, in touch with loved ones and friends. So communication connection with my connections, that was also something that definitely kept me going. And what was the trigger? When did work start coming in? When did you kind of say, oh, it was worth it. it was, I'm glad I didn't go take a full-time job, yeah. what, what kind of assignments started coming in? I don't think it's fully sunk in yet, Vinay, if I'm being really honest. It, it's, not fully sunk, it's, it's not fully sunk in yet, for sure. Um, but so out of curiosity, out of uh, boredom, um, I decided to join Clubhouse because I've been hearing so much about it and I thought, I'm at home. What else have I got to do? during the lockdown, let's just see what this application is about. And I joined Clubhouse and um, I started enjoying the conversations and I started meeting incredible people I wouldn't have met otherwise, like yourself, Vinay. The feeling is mutual. Thank you. And, and um, from there, from there, so I'm pausing because I'm thinking, from there, um, people started recognizing me for me being me and doing what I'm doing. And then it occurred to me, I could also use Clubhouse to create visibility for myself. And so I kept, um, I, I stayed on Clubhouse um, and I continued having conversations in, the, in certain communities, in certain clubs, while continuing everything else. And I think the first point where it started, where I thought to myself, hey, I think this is worth it was when I started getting inquiries from people about facilitation, about um, speaking, about coaching. Yeah. That 
really kept me motivated and kept me actually it kept me even more motivated. Now, one one of the things that one of my learning has been pre-pandemic, we were all so busy in the real world, you know, going out for meetings, sessions, Mm -hmm. client meetings. We kind of dabbled in social media, whether it's LinkedIn or anything else, because I was sort of active on Twitter. Clubhouse obviously started during the pandemic. To me, one of the things that this pandemic has shown is the power of networking, collaboration, and using social media tools like Clubhouse, LinkedIn, and others just to build those connections of brand and all of that stuff, right? It's reiterated. One of the comments I want to make is because now we are slowly getting back to, in my part of the world, to face-to-face stuff and virtual meetings and virtual sessions, I am less on social media and I've noticed you too. You're also less (laughs) on that. Busted, yes. No, but it's true, right? We we get busy with the... I hate to use the term real world because that is also part of the real world, but get busy with the other world. Do you think people will start going off these things or will become more intentional in using it? Just That's a great question. I think it's a combination of the two. Um, so thank you for noticing. I've been uh, not spending as much time on clubhouse and it's actually for two reasons. One, I realized that with the conversations I was having on clubhouse, it required so much of my presence and my energy that it took a lot out of me. And I was in a lot of rooms. You were there a lot because I saw notifications that you were always on. I don't see those notifications. That's how I know you're not on (laughs) as much. It's a wonderful space because there there are many topics close to to my heart and there were so many conversations um, like that happening on Clubhouse. So I spent a lot of time and I realized... I need to look after myself because I was starting to feel tired from being on Clubhouse. Um, So that's when I started reducing uh, my frequency and my hours on Clubhouse. So I think when, as we move into living with uh, COVID and living through the pandemic, I think people won't be using Clubhouse as much. And for those of us who do use Clubhouse, it would be intentionally. Yeah, correct. It's sort of interesting. I've made a huge network, you and I both, right? We've, we've, we've done sessions together. We've done rooms together. And I'm sort of thinking quality rather than quantity. I think I love the quality of people I've connected with. And do I want more? Um, I'd rather get connected with people like you a little bit more deeper and get to know you. And, and that's why we're talking. Yeah, I, I, don't know yeah. if, I don't know if I want to build the quantity anymore. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Meaningful connections, uh, meaningful conversations. I'm totally uh, on board with that and I resonate with that, Vinay. For me, it is quality over quantity. You're listening to the Shiny Happy People podcast. Subscribe to us on your favorite platforms. This podcast is sponsored by C2COD, your organizational development consulting partner bringing people and strategy together. Follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook using the handle at C2COD and get updates on our upcoming episodes. So coming back to your journey as a transformational coach, uh, getting into it, and I I know a lot of the work that you're doing is around creating safe spaces for conversations. That's also something that you write about. 
share a little bit more why that because there's so many elements of coaching that you could pick up what was your thinking and going focused in this area it didn't start with thinking it began with just me doing it without realizing i was doing it um so safe spaces are very important to me professionally and personally because i have had uh, my own very intimate journey with uh, mental health conditions so safe spaces are necessary so that i feel comfortable and safe enough to be myself with people in conversations and not feel judged and then when i take that into the workplace it's really the same concept when we're having our coaching discussions one to ones uh, meetings how safe do we feel to be able to openly share our feedback our thoughts in the workplace without having repercussions um right. with without being openly judged openly discriminated so safe spaces for me is is a very holistic complete view in personal in a personal aspect and in a professional aspect and because i value it so much um i make it a point myself to mindfully and consciously create those spaces in the conversations that i have especially in a coaching space right yeah no of course i mean uh, you're passionate about coaching for me it's about group facilitation and one of the prerequisites for facilitating groups is to create a safe space for everyone That's to right. be able to contribute share uh, respectfully disagree with each other and have a great Absolutely. conversation and understand perspectives yeah. um to me it's it's a shame that this is not done everywhere that this is unfortunately more an exception rather than the norm mm-hmm. uh, i i don't know if that's also what you're discovering from your time in the corporate world to now being uh you know independent or in the out in the consulting world like me I uh, I agree with you Vinay that yeah. there's a reason why uh both of us are uh <laughs> moved away and we're we're on the journey that we are on at this stage in our life. Yeah. yeah. So I experience the same. Yeah and and it bothers me you know it does annoy me because it's everyone recognizes that we need to do it but it but somehow people get stop doing it or or don't focus on doing it. Uh, in your coaching what have you discovered when you're helping people what's stopping people from speaking up or creating a space where others speak up or or are able to speak up what are some of the trends you're seeing i think for me um what i've witnessed what i've experienced um and what i'm still experiencing is a combination of two i don't believe people intentionally go out to create unsafe spaces I just think that there might be a pool of people who don't realize the importance of safe spaces. And another pool of people might not take safe spaces as seriously. Like in the corporate world, it's more of um and in a lot of instances um it it's more of I tell you what to do and you do it because we're in the workplace and we got to get things done, there are objectives to meet, KPIs to meet, um things to complete. um and it's i don't believe it's conscious and it's mindful that while we are doing that because it's necessary how do we create that safe space for people to be able to also continue growing and developing while doing what we need to do in the workplace no but that's a great point right uh what struck me from what you just said they're not intentionally trying to create unsafe spaces 
teachers don't know how to to meet they don't know how to create that safe space that's right which is, which is also part of the culture yeah intention yeah. versus impact right that's right <laughs> that's the classic perspective um would would you would you say that then one of the positives of this pandemic is because everyone's and, and that's a strange statement to say positives of the pandemic the fact that there's so much focus on mental health creating the right culture caring about our people our teams people people around us that after all of this the focus on creating that right culture that environment will stick what do you think is that something that hopefully we can be more positive about i am hopeful about it um it it has for me personally i find it a little uh frustrating that only you know words like leadership authentic safe space um compassion lead from the heart are only really now starting to appear as mainstream terms only now um and while i say that as people are starting to familiarize with that i'm hopeful that it will continue because it needs to be intentionally done with consistency so i i am hopeful well i, I so on a on a positive note at least this was a trigger to make those words mainstream absolutely that's right we were and put then, in a position where we were forced to realize it oh yeah absolutely and yeah. mental health is such a critical topic i i think it's genuinely I, i genuinely believe that it's gone beyond the flashy term to real focus on the mental health of the workforce the people around you uh, oh absolutely yeah. yeah um someone asked me um relatively recently about this um how, how do people perceive mental health now compared to pre-pandemic and one of the things i shared was that i believe that now people are more receptive open and willing to take in receive and speak about it um more than before because all of us globally have experienced it in one way or another and because we've experienced it we're now starting to take it more seriously yeah no ag- agreed and, and are you in your coaching work are you getting coaching assignments where the conversations are really around mental health there are a combination of things um it's around mental health it's around work life integration it's around our uh, building relationships um how to manage stress how do i look after myself how do i not lose myself um so mental health is one of the main uh, areas in coaching yes even in facilitation actually oh yeah absolutely and i know very recently you did a a, a conversation or you were part of a conversation around the pandemic survival kit right right uh, right so what what's your biggest takeaway from that conversation i missed it but i'd love to hear from you what was your biggest takeaway my wow that that was by rejuvenate my uh the pandemic survival kit my biggest takeaway is from that session is that all of us have experienced something through this pandemic and we have also had the opportunity to discover what has worked for us now it's a matter of keeping to it 
how intentional are we going to be about it moving forward? That is my one biggest uh, insight from that conversation. It's back to will all of this stick? All right. Uh, That's right. Will it stick, to, or is yeah. it just a nice conversation for the time being? Yeah, I, I, I'm torn behind between being an optimistic on certain days and being cynical on other days. Uh, today, I'm a bit more optimistic that it will stick. Um, <laughs> you could check with me tomorrow. I might feel differently. We'll, we'll check in with each other, Vinny. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So how are you feeling today? What's the space as a consultant? What's going through your journey? What, what does it look like moving forward for you? Lots, lots of questions there. Lots of questions. Uh, okay, so I am hopeful. I am enjoying the journey that I'm on. I really am. Um, I'm, I, I am enjoying coaching, facilitating, um, speaking, um, whether it's, it's as a motivational speaker or as a speaker on leadership or on mental health. Um, and I'm, I'm, in, I'm really enjoying this journey because one of the things I value most is the flexibility of my time. Yeah. And one of the other things I will tell you, I've been in this space for 13 years now. You will wow. love the variety of work as well. Once that starts Absolutely. to pick up. Absolutely. No, no two days are ever going to be the same. No two engagements are ever the same. It's exactly. completely different state, set of stakeholders yeah. and context and everything. That uh, Absolutely. It's more tiring. Uh, so far, this is what I'm discovering. It is even more tiring than working a full-time job. However, it is very fulfilling. So for me, it's a bit of a dichotomy. Uh, it's tiring and energizing at the same time. Okay. It, it, it may, uh, one of the things I've had to do is context switch, right? You're context switching from working with a manufacturing company to suddenly doing work with a, a technology firm. And the next day you're working with uh, a bank. Yes. Very, very. But one thing is people problems are the same. That is correct. The yes. issues that, there's a theme. There's a theme. The way they yeah. encounter that is so different. And what I love is it's energizing to learn about the context of different people. It's tiring because you have to keep switching over. So where That's am I right. again? Oh, okay. It's this one, not that one. That's <sighs> right. Okay. Which industry again? All right. Yeah. Okay. This is the approach, right? Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So the... It's tiring because you've got to be mentally agile, uh, which is great because that's but that's great because it's a new skill that we get better at and sharpen our saw. Uh, Absolutely, as, as well. Yeah. Are you looking forward to face-to-face -face stuff? I know uh, Malaysia is still. Have you started group face-to-face? -face? Not yet. I'm a little bit anxious about it. Uh, being really honest, I'm a little bit anxious after not having face-to-face. Uh, interactions um however i am also looking forward to it because right. in, in a facilitation or a group coaching session there is something and i'll use the word that you used as well Vinay, there is something very energizing about being amidst people in mm. person yeah i've been yeah. very fortunate to do a couple of face-to-face -face coaching sessions in oh, the last fantastic. month or so and let me just tell you, I've got a group engagement. I've got to fly to another city 
and work with two groups in the middle of October. Yay. And I'm kind of really looking forward to it. Driving to Is one airport. of it in Malaysia? No, that's I, where I, I wish. am. <laughs> I wish. I know you and I, if we have to connect and go through that bottle of wine that we've been promising. Yes, right. and whiskey. <laughs> and whiskey. Or juice and soda, whatever works. Yeah, whatever works. Whatever works yeah. Yeah, it's so far it's all in India. I haven't done any international travel since uh, February 2020. Uh, I'll I'll be doing it soon. I hope so, very 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 soon. I'm looking forward to that myself. Uh, international travel, vacation first, work second, um, or even a combination of the two, where I travel for work and have the opportunity to be on vacation. Well, that's what I usually try and do: stay an extra day or so and catch up with friends, go see the sites and do all of that. Um, I'm going to switch back to, from a development perspective, what have you developed as a new skill, as a new talent? How have you invested in your development? Because that's what everybody talks about, right? You go learn a new skill in the last 18 months. Professionally, though, what, what is something that you have learned? So a few things, actually. Um, one is I am in the midst of completing a, another coaching certification. Um, that's one. Um, it's it's um, by ICF, International Coaching Federation. Right. Yeah. Um, at the same time, I am in a mentorship program with another coach who also nice. facilitates. Um, and I'm still on Clubhouse, even though I might not be actively participating in conversations, because I find that Clubhouse conversations keep me on my toes. Mm. And I'm in touch with exactly what is happening in the world now. What are the pain points? Uh, what is happening out there? What do people need? Yeah. So you're, you're in a listening mode. Yes. More, more, yeah. Same here. Uh, there's fewer rooms I go to, fewer groups that I'm part of, but really, really enjoy the, the few places I go. We become more selective as well. That's right. right. So these are just a few of the things uh, that I have been personally developing for myself, growing myself. So where is Siobhan going to be in 24 months? If I ask mm -hmm. Siobhan, if what's, your, what's your crystal ball for yourself? What's your aspiration for yourself in 24 months? In my head, you're the first person to ask me that. Vinny. And I've tried so hard not to think about it, but I will. I, 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 <laughs> I'm going to force. I'm putting you on the spot. We're you recording are, you this. Are, you are. You are. I know. So this will be, I, I will need to be accountable. Um, so in 24 months, I would have. Uh, and I'll send you this audio clip back to you in 24 months. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Please do. I, I need to be held accountable. Um, in 24 months, I would have my own consulting firm, my own company, um, doing exactly what I'm doing now. Coaching, facilitating, speaking, uh, collaborating with different people, still networking and meeting different people like you. There are more of us out there who really aim to make the world a better place one day at a time and doing all of this while traveling that's my life for the last 12 years 12 years before the pandemic that was my life i want to go back to it <laughs> yeah one of the things as well i would throw in uh because the universe is listening i would love to be an international speaker 
And you and you will be. So in 24 months, I will be struggling to get you on the podcast because you're going to be so busy and I'll be talking to your executive assistant and checking <laughs> when can we book Siobhan? She knows us, you know, she, she just tell you her. Who I we hope are. so. I really, really <laughs> hope so. Oi, so are you saying you're going to be uh, difficult no, no, to what book? I, and catch? No, what I mean is, so in my head, as soon as you said that, I was going to say, oh, no, no, no. And then I realized, wait, hang on. I like the sound of that because it means that business is thriving, things are good. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Um, however, of course, I will remember you, Vinny. Oh, no, we're going to be yeah. having that bottle of wine and whiskey very soon. Yes. Yes. So let me let me clarify that a bottle of wine and a bottle of whiskey separately. You don't mix the two. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Thank you for the clarification. That was yes. needed. <laughs> yes, very much so. So you know we have a section on our podcast called RWL uh, mm-hmm. where we ask folks to what have they what are, what are they reading what are they watching what are they listening to that gives them joy, that brings them happiness, or that they learn from. So what's your mm-hmm. recommendation to us? What's... Ooh, that's a good one. Um, books are great. Um, I am a person who connects a lot better with movies, inspiring movies. Oh, so it's, it's a watch then. It's a watch, yeah. Watch? So, okay. so I would say watch more than read or listen. Um, there are three movies that I would recommend Christopher Robinson is one. It's a Mm. Disney movie. It's not a true story. It's a Disney movie. Why Christopher Robinson? I find that as we all grow up into adulthood, quote unquote, we often forget to have fun and be carefree, be adventurous and be imaginative like when we were, when we were kids. So Christopher Robbins is one. Um, an Eddie Murphy movie called A Thousand Words. Oh, yeah. Wow. Right? Have, that, have you watched a, it? Yes, yes. That's an interesting... A lot of Eddie Murphy fans won't know that movie at all. Yeah. Right, because Eddie Murphy is known for comedy. Um, but A Thousand Words... And, and the reason I'm recommending A Thousand Words is because as the world is moving into living with the pandemic... Um, while we are being mindful with how we communicate with one another and how we're building relationships during the pandemic, what we say really does matter. And that movie really speaks volumes. So a thousand words. You you know that movie was a flop, right? I know, Uh, but the message... (laughs) The message is brilliant. The message is brilliant. Yeah, the message of the movie... Because if we could imagine ourselves being in that position, I, I won't give away too much. If we could imagine ourselves being in that exact position, what would we do? It's a choice that boils down to the decision that we take. Uh, it, it's definitely a movie with a great message. Uh, there's a lot of learning points in, in that sure. movie. And yeah. it's a shame that it didn't do well. It's, it's just that I think it was so... It, it wasn't Eddie Murphy being typecast. That's right. Uh, not in his just, leather pants. Yeah, not in his. <laughs> yeah, and it was just not that super fast Eddie Murphy that we see, right? And, and I that's, think that's right. That's probably yeah. why. Yeah, but yeah. You're Actually, right. you know what? Make that four movies, Fini. Um, I could go on when it comes to movies. So there's Christopher Robin. Uh, there is A Thousand Words. There is In Pursuit of Happiness. Will Smith. Oh yeah, that's a beautiful movie. That's a and very motivating movie. I, I use clips from that, you know, from a 
persistence, resilience, everything is in that movie. Absolutely. Right? And Hidden Figures is another movie. Oh, it's about discrimination. That. Discrimination, determination, perseverance. Who's in that movie? I cannot remember the actors and the actresses. I just remember the movie and how I felt and the impact from it. Okay. It was a 2016 movie. Okay. That's right. It's not that old. No, it's not. Uh, oh. Octavia Spencer, Kevin Costner. Oh, yeah. Costner, she's great. She's Kristen great. Dunst. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are those all stuff that you caught up with during the pandemic? Movies that you watched? Or is it stuff that you had seen earlier and you re-watched them? Uh, Christopher Robin, I've re-watched. Actually, all four of them, I've re-watched. Okay. To keep myself inspired. Yeah. And to keep me honest and to remember why I'm doing what I'm doing. Brilliant. Okay. So my final question to you, Siobhan, this is the shiny, happy people podcast. So how do you keep yourself positive? I, I always see you smiling. You're always full of energy. What do you do to, uh, if, if you take a pill, let me know which one. <laughs> It's called music, Vinny. Yeah, that's true. You and I both love music and same that's kind right. of music. Yeah. What's your, what's your pick-me-upper? My pets, exercise, food, connections, and music. Yeah. Whether it's listening to music, whether it's dancing, um, whether it is singing, music. I have always been musically inclined ever since I was a child. So I can visualize you playing music in the house and just dancing, going crazy every day. <laughs> <laughs> dancing crazy, yes. I haven't played musical instruments in a while. I grew up playing the piano. Um, and then I learned uh, the alto saxophone for a bit. And then I wow. tried the guitar. I wasn't really good at it. I never completed it, but I did try. And I even tried the ukulele. And it's actually right there opposite me. I'm just looking at it. So you're a one-person band. You Not really. Um, I am a better singer than I am um, a player, an instrument player. So you could sing your own song and play all the backing tracks instrument by instrument. Or other people can play the instrument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's, it's great to have I'm great a... with vocals. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, I'm not coming out with you ever for a karaoke night then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but know? that's the fun of karaoke. It's just having fun. True, true. I think I'm great with vocals. Might not necessarily mean that I am. Okay, well, we'll find <laughs> out one day. <laughs> Brilliant, Siobhan. And you're absolutely right. I hope one day soon we're able to catch up in person. We get to international travel. In fact, my last international trip before the pandemic hit was Malaysia. Ah, the ironic Yeah. The, the yeah. irony. What is wrong with my English today? The irony. That's okay. Ironic. We're, I was thinking of Alanis Morissette. Ironic. Uh, we, we, are, we are recording this on a weekend and on weekends, uh, language capabilities can also drop. Perfect. So that's, Suits me just fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you for having me share. Oh, brilliant. This has been fun. Thank you, Siobhan. Stay safe. Thank you. You too. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Siobhan. I sure did. Uh, I personally could have kept chatting with her. And I really am looking forward to getting on a plane and catching up with her and 
just connecting and building that little face-to-face uh, -face connection as well. Lots of fun stuff, lots of insights. Again, I hope you've also picked up how authentic she is when it comes to her focus on mental health, safe spaces, and the work that she's doing. Drop us some feedback and stay tuned because the next episode is going to be really exciting. It happens to be Facilitation Week. Uh, so check out facilitationweek.org. It is the global celebration of process facilitation by the International Association of Facilitators. And our guest is one of the gurus in the facilitation space. Her book is sort of a seminal book that all of us in our profession use. So stay tuned for that episode. With that, it's over and out. Mm -hmm.